1: Straight away, I want to go back to somewhere we were yesterday. I had a long chat with Sally Hanlon of Support After Crime Services yesterday about kids getting involved in crime and the fact that we have a very serious issue across our city of youngsters, as young as 12, getting involved in crime. Sally has heard of them being as young as 8 or 9 going around with hurleys turning on other young people. We know from talking to the retail sector, talking to the business association, some of the worst aggression in shops is coming from 13, 14 and 15 year olds. The law can do nothing. They're underage. They go into the district court, according to Sally, and they're just laughing. And I have to say in my own time covering the courts, I saw that. I definitely saw it. But Sally was saying about parents, but parents need to have or need to play a stronger role in this and that parents need to be accountable for the actions of their children. Here's just a reminder of some of the things that Sally said to me yesterday. This is Sally
0: Hanlon from Support After Crime Services. At the end of the day, if you see your child... Coming in with expensive new gear, clothes or shoes or whatever. You have to ask the question, where did you get the money for them? Yeah. Because they'll be they'll be groomed into lured into committing crime and the glamour of what they receive will entice them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But once they're in, they can't get out. Yeah. And that's the sad part. It's often said here, Sally, when
1: youngsters are involved in crime and I speak of in the city centre and retail units or like you said, people being beaten up by youngsters or people, youngsters stealing cars and whatever, that if we can't do anything to to them, if the legal system doesn't allow us to punish them because of their age, punish their parents. Is that what
0: you're saying? Well, I'm saying make them responsible. They're children. They brought them into the world. There's a knownness on a parent to rear the child to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. and if they can't do it, seek help to do it. But yeah. just don't leave them off to do what they want when they want and hurt others.
1: Your message to parents, Sally, I think very clearly is: if your 14-year-old is yes. stuck in this and gets in yes. trouble, yes, look at yourself
0: first. And do everything in your power to to remove them from yeah. that type of behaviour. You see, you have a lot of youngsters pulling out of school early, dodging school, being around town, and nobody seems to care.
1: James Leonard of the Two Norries podcast joins me. James you and I have spoken before about what they call these days ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experience, and you're studying this in depth, I know, in your study of criminology. What do you make of what Sally is saying? Good morning.
2: Good morning, PJ. Well, she's very, she, like, she, she, she's very nuanced. Like, she's not being super critical of parents, and there is an understanding that parents need support. I suppose just my own point of view and experience of working with families in this situation is... Like, a lot of the time, the parents are under first pressure. And if they haven't got the ability to parent, then, like Sally said, they need the support around them. But sometimes the parents are being intimidated as well. For example, I spoke to a school principal not long ago, mm-hmm. me and Timmy, and um, the person was under the influence, a child, 13 years of age, and the principal felt uh, it was the first time in the role that she felt that she was in danger, that she was going to be harmed, and she called in the mother to speak to the mother. And she says, "Look, I felt really afraid of your son, and I, it was the first time I felt I was in danger." And she says, "Apologies about that principle, but he hit me on a daily basis." So, like, how do you go and punish the mother? Do you know? The, the, like, the parents can be struggling a lot of the times themselves, and by you know, if 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 a parent is under stress, it impacts on their ability to parent. Mm. So, if, by adding more consequences, I remember. Um, I was on the telly there a couple of months ago and we were talking about this on the Katie Hannan show and there was myself, a senator, a TD and a Garda commissioner, a mm-hmm. assistant commissioner and we were all unanimous that it was a bad idea to punish parents for their children's actions, um, because like adding stress onto the parent is not gonna like let's say PJ you have a child and the child is running amok in this in, in the street you're at your wit's end mm. you're shamed over it you feel like you're after letting them down you feel like everybody's talking about you and then we go in and say right we're gonna take fifty euros a week off your off your welfare until it's sorted, like, how do you magically turn it around with the 50 euro debt? It it doesn't help at all. In fact, it makes things worse, you know. So that's the way I'd be looking at it. Mm. Sally's
1: point, though, that when you have children of teenage years or any years, uh, until such time as they're adults, it is your job to know where they are and who they're
2: with. It is true, but at the same time, children, adolescents, teenagers have free will and they have peer influence. Mm. And even like in, in terms of psychosocial development, is showing that children of adolescent age they're far more influenced by peers than they are by parents. Mm. And that's why your child will be holding your hand going through the shopping centre when they're 10 or 11, but when they're 14 or 15, they're on the other aisle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's there different. is a
1: huge, isn't there, James, that there is a huge change that happens and having raised a couple of kids myself I know this, you know, there is a huge change that happens between ten and fourteen. And Absol- unle- Absolutely you're not ready for it. You're not ready for it. No parent ever is, you know, that I I think it's kind of the time when your children will disappear into a bedroom and come out to eat and fight. And that's when you're lucky. So they can yeah. go off the rails very quickly in that couple of years.
2: They can, but if they're coming from a stable home with both parents, or a good stable parent at least, they're far more likely to go through that phase and come out the other end and get on with their lives. Like, we spoke with the, the director of Town, which is the Ireland's only youth detention facility yes. in Lusk. Um, we spoke with him recently. The podcast will be out in a few weeks. We're working on a limited series around the criminal justice system. But I said to him, in car Prison, Mount Jai, we feel in all these prisons that we've visited, they're made up of people from council estates, halting sites, and ethnic minorities. I said, is it like that for young people as well? He says, to be honest, he says it is. So if you're young, like, every child will go through difficulty in adolescence and there'll be some sort of deviant behaviour in terms of experimenting with substances or whatever, promiscuity and Just stuff like that. pushing boundaries. Yeah, but it's natural behaviour. But when you're from a stable background, you're more likely to kind of go through it. No bother, come out the other end. But when you're from a dysfunctional background, maybe there's poverty or mental health issues or addiction in the home, domestic violence, you're more likely to end up in a place like Orbistown because of that. And another thing that uh, is recent enough as well is they recently made um, grooming children for uh, drugs mules a crime. Yeah. So that, that, that's a specific crime in and of itself and a a phenomenon around the country at the moment is drug related intimidation for young people. So back in my day, PJ there be no drug dealer give me a kilo of weed at the age of 16 because they know they wouldn't get it back you know <laughs> in this day and age it's different they'll give it to the 16 year old and they'll intimidate the parents for the money and there's been some very sad cases around the yeah. north side and beyond of young people taking their lives because of the stress of the drug there and the parents are still being hounded for the money by the dealers so the children are that let's say on the surface you see the young fella walking in and he's you know, kind of a kind of goose jacket and we can come up with you know assumptions of, or he's living the life, but he might be under a serious amount of stress and intimidation to carry those drugs, do you know what I mean? So you have to kind of look at it with a kind of critical eye. Yeah, the
1: the point that Sally was making, if you see your 14 or 15 year old coming in in a pair of runners that cost 200 euro, you should be asking, or should you be asking, where do you get the money?
2: Absolutely, but let's say, let's, right, so let's say your son comes in, PJ, with a lovely pair of Balenciaga trainers. That would probably be a week's wages, okay? Mm. And then you'll say, where are you getting the money? And, and then he goes for you.
1: You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's
1: never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: Or, or he's in the lot of death, or he's just caught up in that madness of lifestyle, and then he goes for you and he intimidates you, or he's violent towards you, like, what do you do? And some, like, we, we, it's easy to say, oh, i throw them out. But some parents don't want to do that because if we lift it, throw them out, that they're going to end up in the streets or they're going to get worse into it. So they kind of enable it to carry on. So it's very complicated. You know, it's not straightforward. No, but I do yeah. understand people's frustrations. Like, it's, you know, normal.
1: And you're, and you're studying the ACEs thing and you have been now for a number of years, which is why I wanted to get you on just to talk about what Sally was saying. But, you know, one thing I often do think of, uh, James, and the point you make is the points you're making about what is the child coming from. That's the whole background to ACES. But I would put it to you with the best respect in the world that it is of cold comfort to the young shop assistant who's had a mug of hot coffee flung in her face by a 13-year-old because she wants him to pay for it.
2: It's cold comfort to her where he came from. Absolutely. And like, put it this way, PJ, right, we we've visited uh, many prisons and we spoke to many people on the podcast, but if you're a victim of crime, and I've been a victim of crime myself, do you know, like, all the compassion and understanding goes out the window. You want justice. It's more frustrating when it's a young person because the young person is not responsible in terms of, like, they haven't got their wits about them, they haven't got the maturity. And a lot of the time, the crimes that are committed, they're not, like, it's it's a lot of the time it's the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not on you. It's just you were in that place, you know what I mean? And uh, it's, it's, you know, for a young person like that, they're on a path to destruction and a lot of the time we get messages from people, oh my son is, my daughter is on this pathway, they're 15, 16 or 17 and at that stage, there's probably very little you can do what they need to do is they need to go out and experience life and come to the realization themselves that there 's nothing in it. What we always advocate for is the earlier intervention you not know, putting the sports around the family because a lot of those children that like you said know that throw a cup of coffee in that shopkeeper 's face. Like, that's probably the net result of a lot of neglect or maybe missed opportunities in the school system. There may be a, a undiagnosed dyslexia, ADHD. There might be stuff that went on that have been missed, and then this is the net result of it. So, like, you need to get in earlier and put the supports around the families to prevent it, you know, because mm. when a the child. Fa- the families, families also have to be willing to take the support, James. They do. They do. In your
1: experience, yeah. aren't they? The support yeah, is absolutely. there. Are they going to take it?
2: well if you if you 're in a house right and you 're stressed up to your eyeballs because of all the carry on over your child, and somebody comes in and offers you support you 're going to take the support. but you see a lot of the time when the support is offered, the support requires that that adolescent joins as well, and a lot of the time they won 't do it yes. you know its the support is when it is the early intervention uh, there's a organization up in um the north side called let 's go together formerly. Young Knock Nihini, an organisation like that. I'm aware of where them, you yeah. Support, yeah. you'll get support around the family so that, like when the things come up that the parents are able to manage it and they don't feel like they're isolated and, and they're on their own and in a, in a primary school and a secondary school where behavioral issues comes up they're not getting expelled or thrown out they're getting support around them you know mm-hmm. they're getting the assessments like myself and timmy last year we did a fundraiser for um we raised twenty six thousand for uh dyslexia uh, assessments for children in uh three north side schools the mm-hmm. two in acnohenia and padre Pee on churchfield and we had a load of schools contacting us afterwards. Would you ever come to our area and do a fundraiser? Do you know, they have no money for assessments. So there's children sitting in the back class with dyslexia, ADHD, and other things that's going undiagnosed. They think they're stupid. School becomes so stressful in it they don't want to go. They end up going on the hop and then idle hands, least idle work, you know, mm-hmm. or the devil's work, or whatever that saying is. So like, to see what I mean? There's an opportunity there to get the diagnosis, to get the supports around them. But when they don't get the diagnosis, they don't want to go to school because it's so stressful. They feel like they're stupid. And then they go to the streets. And then once they're on the streets, once they're on that path, then it's a long road ahead of them. And there's a lot of destruction and collateral damage comes with it.
1: I see. I see. Bernie now says here, James, I'm fed up with all this feeling sorry for the parents. We had nothing. The problem was now... That they're not being taught manners. The kids aren't being taught manners. It's an old-fashioned view, but it's still out there.
2: It is, and they're entitled to that view. I can only give my experience, PJ, of working in services, of visiting prisons, speaking with directors of youth uh, detention facilities and governors of prisons, social workers, probation officers, all these people, you know, and my own experience, and growing up in the area I grew up, so that's my perspective. So therefore, i I would would
1: put one last question to you, with regard to the amount of, and you know it as well as I do, and better probably, the amount of teenage crime, underage crime, be it from petty crime to more serious crime, that's out there in our streets at the moment. Are you saying, James, that this didn't just happen, this situation was caused?
2: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of stuff that can be done that wasn't done in terms of putting the social services in the schools that need them. Do you know, getting support around the family in the early age rather than looking at a crisis when the child is 16, 17, You know, that's th- 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 there are missed opportunities. And like, we put we spend so you know how much it costs to keep a young person in Orbistown Town for twelve months? It's a quarter of a million for a male and over three hundred thousand for a female. What? Can you imagine what you, can you imagine what you could do with a fraction of that? Funds in the community, but you see, we don't look at it like that, PJ. We look to address the crisis when it happens rather than try to prevent it with a fraction of the yeah. money, and we have it the wrong way around. Which answers the one
1: question that I always get well, why don't we build more Obers towns? Because you won't solve the problem, is what you were saying.
2: Oh, Exactly, like that, they're building another Limerick prison, right? So we were up there, beautiful landing, and badly needed because it's very overcrowded, but like you're not going to build your way out of this you're just going to, like we they do that in America, and that's not really working out very well for them, is it? Like you're you're just addressing the net result of it. It's like addiction PJ, right? When addiction happens the person is using a drink or a drug or a gambling or whatever. That's the symptom of the underlying condition. And if you're only addressing the symptom, the underlying condition is always going to relapse. And with crime, crime is a symptom of something else. If you look at the prison system and there's been very little research done on this. There was one done by Paul Amani in the early 90s. Um, if you look at the sociological profile of a prison, it's usually people from council estates and from heart sites and from ethnic uh, minorities like Romanian, Polish, they're not bad people, all people born in haunting sites and in council estates, but they have more of the aces that you spoke about, they have more of the social barriers to um, getting on in life, and that, is an, that leads to crime, it doesn't excuse it, you have to take responsibility, but when you're a young person, you don't have consequences, you don't have the responsibility, you don't care. That only comes with age and with wisdom and maturity. Unfortunately, I'm I'm
1: reminded to finish of an old quote. Uh, I don't know where it's from, but I think it was Peter McVerry I heard say it. Said, the child neglected by the village will burn it down to feel the warmth of the flames. Do you agree with that?
2: That doesn't that capture what I've been talking about there. It, that's exactly it. And we need to nurture those children because those children are born into the world pure, with no, do you know. With great opportunities at their feet. And those social circumstances, family circumstances and individual circumstances that shape them. And unfortunately, when you're from a poorer background or you're from a dysfunctional family or a family that's not able, some, some parents aren't able because yeah. they have their own stuff. That's true. And it's up true. to them then to seek the support for themselves. Do you know, like the support there for everybody as well like some people they're, they're, they're just kind of getting on with the life and they accept that this is how life is but it doesn't have to be like that there's a better life there for everybody it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from or if you have money or if you don't have money the support there for you
1: and there's yourself and Timmy living proof of that James, my regards to himself and to everybody connected with the 2 Norries podcast thank you for your time this morning James Leonard just another perspective Courts 96FM